First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. This is Cool Your Heels, and I'm Gina Zemer. Today, our special guest is Dr. Adrian Lopresti, Managing Director of Clinical Research Australia and Adjunct Senior Lecturer at Murdoch University. We are going to be talking about a sleep aid derived from saffron, and this is a plant-based medicine with no harmful side effects. So a lot to get to today. Dr. Lopresti, thanks so much for joining us today on Cool Your Heels. Thanks, Gina. Thanks for having me. So let's just get right to it. Okay, so across the world, we are busy. We are running a million miles an hour nonstop. And one of the things that we need to function in life is sleep. But a lot of us struggle to get that good sleep. Why? Why does this happen to a lot of us? Yeah, it's absolutely a a very common problem. It's predicted that almost 50% of people will will experience some disturbed sleep uh, throughout their their life. Uh, And I think a lot of it, some of it has to do with our lifestyles and uh, and the stress associated with our lifestyle. Uh, I think sometimes people also don't necessarily respect sleep necessarily so so that can also impact on on their sleep hygiene so there's, there's several other several factors that can impact on on our sleep so for what you're doing okay look, we're talking about a plant-based medicine derived from saffron so when i started researching this before we talked today the first thing i think of is saffron this is a spice this is something we have in our pantry how did this all come about well, saffron has, but we've we've done several studies looking at the effects of saffron from a mood-related perspective. So there's actually been numerous studies, more than more than 20 trials now, looking at at saffron extracts for the treatment of depression and anxiety. And I've actually conducted several studies looking at saffron for uh, depression and anxiety in, in adults. I've also done some trials looking at its effects in teenagers. And, and what the general consensus is, is that saffron, when administered in supplement form, uh, seems to have really positive effects on mood. Now, the only issue with saffron and deriving it from your pantry is that there's issues around we can't necessarily control the quality of it and even the dosage is also difficult to administer uh, on a daily basis so so generally what we've used is it in in supplement form and we've used a patented uh, type of saffron known as afron which is is high quality and that way we can control the quality and also the dosage so where along the way in your research did this go from something that was um, promising for treating and helping depression, like you said, into realizing that this might be something that could also help with sleep? 
probably from a couple of different uh, areas. So the, one of the studies that we looked at, you know, there's several, what we generally do is we get people to complete several questionnaires over the course of say eight weeks and the questionnaires generally ask symptoms of obviously mood and, and energy and, and things like that but they also ask questions around sleep. And when we analysed the data, what we found was that there seemed to be consensus that sleep uh, was reported to improve in people with depression and anxiety. So that led us to, to maybe to hypothesise that maybe it may help from a sleep perspective. And then the other thing too is that Saffron works through different biological mechanisms and, and one, one way that it does, we believe that it helps improve mood is by increasing a uh, brain chemical or a neurotransmitter known as serotonin mm-hmm. and serotonin may be important for mood so therefore we thought okay this potentially could be a, a sleep enhancing agent and the other thing that some animal studies have indicated with saffron is it may lower levels of stress hormones such as cortisol and, and we don't want high cortisol at night time so potentially uh, there was again that theory that maybe by lowering cortisol it may improve, uh, improve sleep patterns. So I know that there's different kind of sleep issues that some people face, some of us face insomnia where we just cannot fall asleep, others I know personally I have no problem falling asleep. I'm exhausted at night, but I wake up periodically through the night, and it's just it's been a thing that I've dealt with for years, since my teenage years, well into adulthood. For something like this, is, does this help one particular kind of sleep disorder, or is it kind of just something that could help anyone that's suffering with you know, a sleeping issue? In a study that we did, uh, we, we recruited people with self-reported uh, unsatisfactory sleep and that generally probably means that they, they had insomnia. Um, but what we don't know is, is whether they, we didn't really get into whether they had problems falling asleep or were there problems with staying asleep. So we're not quite sure whether the improvements were in in falling asleep or staying asleep or a combination of the two and that's really something that we probably need to investigate in the future to see okay which which ways which which type of insomnia um, is saffron particularly going to be more beneficial for so it's a difficult question to answer that one because we didn't really look into it but perhaps then even just as a whole i mean if someone's having problems sleeping regardless it sounds like this might just be you know the answer for either, either of those situations. Yeah, that's, that's my thought, that, that it probably yeah. has a beneficial effect on either um, and, and maybe potentially via its mood-enhancing effect because we know that there's a relationship between you know, mood in terms of low mood. Um, people with, with depression have, have poor sleep. People with anxiety have poor sleep. So maybe there's a double whammy there. To potentially it has a mood-enhancing effect and a, and a, and a sleep-enhancing effect there. So I mean, it's not a miracle cure. Uh, you know, there was still, despite there being positive effects, people continue to have a mild severity of, of sleep problems on, on average, but there was certainly an improvement by simply taking one tablet twice a day. Now, for getting this, let's say someone's listening right now and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I've tried things, I've and I've, whether it's been... Um, something from a health food store or maybe something that their doctor prescribed them, what would be the channels to go about getting this type of sleep aid? 
Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people uh, often ask me about, well, should I just start cooking more with saffron? And I think that's absolutely important. I think that what people should do is incorporate more herbs and spices in their diet, and particularly saffron has beneficial effects. I've also done uh, research around uh, turmeric or curcumin, and mm-hmm. so definitely incorporate herbs and spices in your diet. But if you want to really look at treating a particular condition, it's really important to to have it through a supplement form. And so, and generally, you can purchase these um, through health food stores. Uh, and, and we, in, this, in Australia, we can also purchase it through pharmacies. I'm not sure whether that's the case in the US, but certainly health food stores are ones that you can purchase it from. And again, when it comes to, to any supplement, people need to, you know, if you're going to purchase saffron, then really ask the, the, the assistant whether this particular extract of saffron that's used in the tablet has been treated, has been investigated for sleep problems because you can get cheap and nasty versions of, of saffron or curcumin or any particular spice. So I, I right. really recommend that people ask about, you know, has the one, the, the ingredient that's been specifically used in this supplement been investigated in, in any trials? So that was going to be my next question. I mean, there are so many different kinds of supplements and herbs uh, on the shelves in health food stores. And we know that isn't regulated by the FDA, there are some supplements that are extremely effective and safe, and there are others that might not be doing anything for us. They might not, they might actually even be, you know, kind of working against us. So just kind of reiterating on what you said, definitely it's important to talk to someone at the store, an expert who can kind of guide you then, and they should be able to, to know then based off of what is it, the brand perhaps, or the, the, the amount um, of saffron in the tablet perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you certainly ask them if you're not, and even I mean, in terms of the study that we did, we used uh, 14 milligrams twice a day uh, of an Afron. Uh, it's called Afron, so saffron without the S. Okay. Uh, and that's one we used in this study. Now I'm not saying that any other extract isn't isn't any good, but uh, at, all, at the moment this is the only ex- saffron extract that has been clinically tested for for sleep so far. So let's just talk about you know, backing up a little bit, your background, um, what you do as your profession in Australia and what kind of brought you down this path to, to work on this current project, this sleep aid? Well, I'm, I'm a, so I've got two roles. So I'm a, I'm a researcher um, where I do a lot of research on, on natural products uh, for depression and anxiety. My background, and I'm also a, a, a registered clinical psychologist, so I also see patients uh, twice a week in, in my practice, so, so that's my particular interest and that's why I'm, uh, a lot of my research is around, around the mental health and obviously people with mental health problems, sleep is a, is a common problem. Mm-hmm. So I believe in, in potentially looking at obviously supplements, but it's not, we've got to be careful because they're not magic pills and, and we need to look at what other factors might be affecting our sleep. So if, uh, if you have a young child that's keeping you awake uh, during the night, then uh, saffron's probably not going to help uh, from that perspective. If you have a snoring partner that's keeping you awake, then saffron's probably not going to help. So we really, if you're drinking 10 cups of coffee a day, then again, we need to be realistic from that perspective. So, so people need to also look at their sleep hygiene, 
uh, you know, uh, what's their, how much coffee are they drinking, what's their bedroom environment like, uh, what are they doing before bedtime, are they, are they preparing for sleep or are they keeping busy and on the computer and have lots of lights uh, that are surrounding them at night time that can impact on their sleep. So all those various uh, other variables that people need to consider. And so supplements are used, are described as supplement. They should supplement other, other factors that might be also be going on. So the, you know, the path to, like we were talking about earlier, that realizing that the saffron connection um, with the depression and sleep now is that something that, uh, you know, had been, people had known for years and years? I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's so enlightening to know that, you know, there's so many things that we can buy, like food is the best medicine. So I kind of feel like it stems off of that. Um, so other, other things that, you know, we can do besides just something like this, what are other great things that we have that we can pick up from the grocery store that we might already have that can kind of aid in our health and wellness especially, you know, at bedtime. Yeah. It's amazing how much traditional medicine uh, can inform us about uh, the options that we should take. And and, and it's been quite well known from a traditional point of view that what we eat uh, can affect how we feel both physically and mentally. And unfortunately, from a mental health perspective, what we eat uh, didn't really get a lot of uh, airtime when it came to, to... examining its effects on mood. But over the last decade or so, what the research has confirmed is that what we eat can very much affect how we feel both physically and mentally. And there's lots of research around, for example, uh, a Mediterranean diet. Eating a Mediterranean diet is associated with a protective effect from uh, in terms of mood. Um, and obviously eating junk food is, is going to have a detrimental effect. And so what I encourage people to do is, is try to eat more real food, you know, stuff that doesn't come in boxes or packets uh, and lots of plant-based foods are really important and, and avoiding those, those foods that, that are not natural and, and filled with additives and preservatives and things like that. Um, taking something like this, I think it's really important for people to know, you know, sometimes there's certain supplements or medications that might not work well with another. So if someone's hearing this, obviously we don't want them to just, you know, take it upon themselves to just start, you know, maybe, you know, self-medicating. We just, I, just to clarify in taking something like this, are there any other medications that people maybe should not be taking while they are taking um, a saffron supplement or is there anything they can take in combination with it that maybe could help it be more effective? Well, saffron's pretty safe in terms of its interaction with other medications. It's, it's actually it's pretty good, um, and uh, that was one of the issues. Say, for example, with another popular uh, natural antidepressant uh, known as St. John's Wort, which was uh, yeah. there's lots of positive research around St. John's Wort from a mood perspective, but unfortunately, it interacts with a lot of medications, which saffron uh, seems to be far better from that perspective. And and in actual fact, one of the studies that we did do. We looked at the effects of, of saffron. Again, we looked at afron as an adjunct to antidepressant medication. So these were people who were on antidepressants and were still depressed. We wanted to look at, well, does giving them saffron uh, 
resulting in greater benefit or greater improvement in the mood and that was a study that we did I think it, uh, we published last year or the year before and that was a really positive study. We found that uh, there were reported improvements in their mood even though they're on antidepressants. So so from that perspective taking it with another antidepressant it seems to be quite safe and, and tolerable but I still would suggest that people do speak with their doctor first if they're on any medications okay, and, yeah. uh, and just get the, the go from them. So um, your practice is personalized integrative therapy, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So my, uh, I've created a, an integrative treatment for depression and anxiety. So traditionally, when I first graduated, my treatments were primarily psychological in nature. So yeah, it might be something called, you might have done something called cognitive behavior therapy where we would look at people's thoughts and try to target their thoughts and change their thoughts in, uh, to improve their mood, which I think is, is very effective. But the problem that I found was that while psychological therapy can be very helpful, if people are eating a, a, a poor diet, if their sleep is poor, if they're not exercising, if they suffer from comorbid medical conditions, if they lack social support or, or have, have mm -hmm. stressful social interactions, then we really need to target those. So personalized integrated therapy looks at diet and nutrition, uh, looks at lifestyle and environment, social connections, uh, spiritual uh, you know, perspectives in terms of uh, purpose and, and why am I here, and then also other comorbid medical factors uh, that might be affecting the mood. And, and so it's really going which particular areas might be impacting on your mood and let's target those. So it's, it's not a one-size treatment for everybody. It really is individualised based upon the particular causes that might be going on. And, and is, obviously supplements are used too. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, I mean anxiety, depression, um, it's unfortunately, it's a big thing, you know, here in the US where you are in Australia. Um, and I think that sometimes it's just so easily um, just medication is prescribed and you're sent out the door um, and it is so many more pieces than just the one thing there are so many components so typically when you have a patient that comes in then do you have just they come in and then you evaluate in the whole like the five things that you just mentioned not just the psychological aspect but the you know diet the lifestyle the social interaction perhaps any medical conditions and then as a whole they kind of are put sort of like on a, on a treatment wellness plan per se yeah, yeah, it very much is is individualised. So, so finding out what is it is that's going on for this specific individual, it's not so much based upon the diagnosis. So, rather than I'm not interested so much in whether somebody has has depression or not, or whether they, or whether they fulfil the criteria for depression, because I might have five people that come and see me during the day, all with the diagnosis of depression, but the causes are all very different. So, why would I treat them all the same? Yeah. Why would I? Now, as a psychologist, I don't give medication, but uh, why would I give them all an antidepressant when there's other factors that might be contributing to, to their mental health problems? I'm not anti-medication. Medication may still be used as a component of the intervention if necessary, but it's not the only intervention that's used. So there's people across the world that are listening to this. Do you see patients... Um, you know, just in your office? Do you do any kind of virtual consultations, appointments, people listening? I mean, it's, it is not easy to find someone like you that treats 
on these on these multiple levels. I think it's hard to find someone who kind of takes the time to really break it down. Um, so is, is it just in your practice, the people that you see, or like I said, do you offer virtual or just kind of any distance type appointments? I generally, it is uh, my time, and unfortunately, availability is a little bit limited at the moment in terms of uh, in terms of patients. But uh, so I am generally seeing in person. Um, but you know, if anybody's got any questions, or there are practitioners, this is becoming more and more accepted in terms of the integrative approach, and there are yeah. more and more practitioners throughout the world who are who are using more integrative approaches, and um, and in the, in in the U.S., a lot of them are you know, what we call kind of functional medicine practitioners who mm-hmm. are, are more interested in the uh, integrative approach. So, uh, so functional medicine integrative practitioner. If people are are looking for a practitioner to see in their area, then then just doing a search and typing those terms, functional medicine integrative practitioner, those types of uh, holistic is another word, and and just seeing whether there are any practitioners who work based upon that. Or alternatively, what you could do is, if you're aware of your own factors that think, okay, my diet is really poor and I think this might be contributing, I need to really target this, then, then, then see somebody who, who targets the diet side of things, for example, a dietitian or a nutritionist, and, and targeting that. If, if, you're, if you think your sleep is a real factor, then seeing a sleep, you can, you can still do it that way. And, uh, and, and rather than, unfortunately, you're not seeing the one practitioner, but you are seeing a specialist in a particular area. Right. Okay. And then, like you said, though, for anyone that's hearing this and they're like, I'm, I need to try to find a you where they are, functional medicine, holistic therapy, those are kind of the the keyword that they should be looking if they're doing a Google Google search or something. Okay, great. And they'll they'll find that there's organizations out there who... uh, who you, where people do training in functional medicine and then they may have a list of practitioners uh, near you. Um, so for anyone that wants to, you know, kind of circling back around now and going back to this really, you know, interesting sleep saffron connection, do you have a website? Is there information where people can, you know, kind of read up more about all this? Sometimes it's hard to hear everything and be able to jot it all down um, if people want to go to a health food store and they just want to be reminded of dosages that they're looking for, um, maybe a particular brand or what they need to be asking, um, you know, someone at the health food store when they go. Is there a place where they can go to find this information? Yeah, uh, if um, people are interested in the uh, in the study, so they can actually, yeah. really, if they can just read my at the abstract of the study, it's been published uh in a journal, and if they, they check that out, then there will be all the details about the extract that we used and the dosages that we used. And uh, even if they, so, if they type in uh, saffron sleep and they type in my surname, Lopresti, uh, it will probably come up with the journal. Yep, I've just done that right now as yes, we're speaking. It does. And, uh, yeah, and there's a copy of the journal, and it says Afron, 14 milligrams twice daily. And so, so, and then you know, just find out. You can eat, if you're going to visit a health food store or you're going to purchase online. Just uh, see if you can uh, find that that particular extract and go from there. Great. We're also, I'll just let you know, we're about to, we've ju- just finished recruiting for another study looking at uh, saffron and again afron again, but for menopausal symptoms. So, really? so that will be interesting. We hope to to have the the data all, all in by the end of the year. Wow. 
that's just it's amazing how some like an herb can just have so many positive you know effects for so many different things and that goes for a lot of foods like you're saying food herbs just what a wonderful yeah. medicine sometimes the best medicine uh, anything else that you would like to touch on? Anything else that we did not talk about that you wanted to discuss? Um, no, I mean, I think, again, when it comes to sleep, you know, the key, again, is is to really try to identify, and, and you can't always identify the causes, but try to identify the causes, what might be going on that might be contributing to my sleep. Am I, am I stressed? And then if that's the case, then other things that I can learn to do to decrease my stress levels in addition to taking, uh, in, in addition to taking Afron, uh, but again, the key is is really identify the causes if possible and treat accordingly. Great. Well, Dr. Lopresti, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, everyone at home, for listening to Cool Your Heels. I'm Gina Zemer. You can listen to this audio all over again at passionateworldtalkradio.com. Just go to the right-hand side of the page and go to the menu, scroll down to Cool Your Heels, and click right there. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google, Apple, iTunes, iHeart, Alexa, and podcast directories. So that's all of them. Thanks again. We will talk again soon. Have a great day. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Are you looking for an internet talk radio station for your podcast? Look no further. At the helm of Passionate World Talk Radio are two women that want to provide a spot for you and your podcast to be heard. There are many other places for your podcast, but PWTR has the audience. You will not be disappointed. Our station has been on the internet for the past 16 years. Call us for more information. 484-364-1032 or text Jeannie White, station manager at T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-S-H-O-W at gmail.com for podcast show details. Thank you for listening to Passionate World Talk Radio. You can listen to this program all over again by going over to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash PassionateWorldTalkRadio.com. You can also hear it on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon A-L-E-X-A, AMFM247.com, every Tuesday evening between 8 and 9 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Live, LinkedIn, and all the other podcast directories one can find on the internet.